Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. Sue, late in his career, is going to have his first Super Bowl title. Now, no wonder they want to call the Champa Bay. Or Tampa Brady. One more snap, would you have guessed when this impossible season was trying to launch that you'd get it all in you'd get to tampa and when the super bowl ended the ball would be in the hands of tom brady i don't know why we ever think it won't the tampa bay buccaneers have a second super bowl title in franchise history and tom brady doesn't pass the torch quite yet to mahomes does he even though you're looking at the greatest right there. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and joining me this evening. Remotely will be not just Justin Raffoff. Yes, Justin is here with me. Uh, we're experiencing some inclement weather in the uh, the Reading, PA area, so we're uh, decided to keep it safe, keep everyone safe. And uh, Justin, co-hosting from uh, the digital realm, but also joining us this evening is a guest and someone we've featured multiple times in the past, but joining us for the first time, at least on this podcast that Justin and I do. Uh, he's been on the the uh, Wilson High School-centric Bulldog Hour multiple times this past year, but joining us now to talk pro football is the one and only Paul Roberts. So Justin, Paul, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's good to be here. We, uh, we certainly have a lot to talk about. Uh, the NFL playoffs are in full swing. We have a total of, what are we at, six games altogether. Now, two of them are not finished. One's ongoing right now, the big showdown in Kansas City between the Chiefs and the Steelers. Uh, lucky just to be in the playoffs, Pittsburgh is, and that game is ongoing. I'm sure one of the three of us will keep everyone updated if you are uh, watching or listening to this show instead of watching the playoffs first. Obviously, many, many people are doing that. Uh, I don't know anyone that would be watching the Pittsburgh game from our viewing audience. Honestly, guys, I feel like there's as many Steelers fans as there are Eagles fans around us. I, I feel like you can't go too far without seeing black and yellow versus uh, midnight green. Yeah, I... I don't have to go too far, just upstairs. Um. <laughs> Ditto, actually. So, yeah. Uh, yeah and our... they're, they're scoreless so far, so nobody's missed anything. Just just a bunch of punts so far, which is good if you had the under. Wink, uh, wink. Did you? Did you have the under? <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, I teased, uh, I teased the under with the Chiefs. And I, I don't know why. I mean, you guys know I pay a lot of attention to the lines. I don't know why this was moving – 
in the Steelers direction. I mean, I, I don't, I don't get it. It's, you mentioned Joe, they barely got in the playoffs. I think if people have followed the Steelers all season long, it's not a team that wows you. I mean, this isn't the steel curtain. We're not looking at mean Joe green and Jack Lambert and Jack ham uh, out here. And, and big Ben is pretty much done. He's not mobile. I mean, I give him credit for, for beating Baltimore, but it's not like their offense set the world on fire in that game either. And uh, the, the line actually came down to 11 right before kickoff, which surprised me. But um, so I teased the under with the Chiefs. Where, where were you at on the other games before we dive into acknowledge what happened on the gridiron? Where were you in the in the betting round with the earlier games? Uh, we'll start start at the beginning. The Bengals Raiders. Did you do anything with that one? Um, yesterday, I mean, this is, this is so rare, so I don't want people to get the wrong impression here, but I was nine and one yesterday, which I will probably, yeah, I mean, that'll, that will never happen again. Um, the, the NFL is, is not easy. Um, sports wagering, you know, in general is, is not easy, but uh, I really liked the Bengals and I really liked the Bills. So I had multiple plays in with both of those teams. I've been doing things, um, game props, like a race to 15 points, race to 20 points. And if you're on the right side, I mean, you're not just going to win them for the game, but you're going to win. You can do race to 10. So I, I was hitting those. I hit Joe Burrow over one and a half touchdowns. I hit Josh Allen over one and a half touchdowns. That that cashed in the first quarter. Um, Josh Allen rushing yards. I mean, it was just, it was one of those days where literally everything went right. But from a a gambling perspective, these are two great games that we just had in the past week. Okay. In high school and college, I looked at matchups a lot more. You know, things like can their corners cover their wide receivers or, you know, is their offensive line going to be able to block their defensive ends, things like that. Now, honestly, I look much more at the lines and the movement. And when I saw that Belichick and the Patriots were getting four or four and a half and the line didn't move, which meant the pros weren't coming in on Belichick. That's all I needed to know because they're such a public team. And then the other great example was going back to Monday night with the college championship, Alabama with Nick Saban getting points against a Georgia team that they just beat by 17 just a few weeks ago. And again, that line did not move. Georgia stayed the favorite at two and a half or three going into that game. So People see me post a lot, let the line lead the way. Those are two excellent examples of what I'm talking about, where why isn't Alabama one of the most public college teams out there, probably the most public team out there? When I mean public team, I mean that the average Joe is going to bet on, especially when it gets closer to kickoff. Alabama and Saban, an underdog in that game, Belichick and the Patriots, an underdog in that game, and it never moved. So um, I've been (laughs) I've been doing really well. I I mean, it's it's not going to last. It never does. 
Um, it's, it's not this easy. The best pro bettors in the country win at 55%, just to give people some perspective. Those are the best of the best in the business. Those are pros. Those aren't content providers out there that are just paid by FanDuel or DraftKings or BetMGM just to throw picks at out you and, and look nice. Right. I'm talking about pros are the best they'll do is is 55%. So it's not easy. And then today I was on the Bucks. I uh, and I know look, we're in Eagles territory here. So no disrespect, but you look at the schedule, please tell me who these guys beat. I mean, I, you know, and now you're going on the road against the defending champs with the greatest quarterback who ever lived. And people were saying Eagles outright. I, uh, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't understand that at all. Like it, listen, it's great to root for the hometown team. I understand that, but you know, I, I'm kind of the king of objectivity, so I, I take my heart out of everything when I'm when I'm wagering, and I I just didn't see any way that the Eagles were were winning. Now I'm not going to tell you I saw 31 nothing after three quarters. I mean they they got embarrassed today, and and when you look at the final numbers, if you just look at the box score, the total yards ended up almost identical. That doesn't tell the story at all. Like Tampa Bay just whooped them. I mean it was. It was a bad performance, but I I didn't like the Eagles coming into that matchup at all. And then the 49ers were my favorite play of the weekend. Um, as much as I like Buffalo, too. Again, the Cowboys beat up on the teams in the NFC East, which was a terrible division. Outside of that, they were a 500 football team. And then the coaching matchup, are you kidding me? I mean, you know, that's like Vince Lombardi against Elmer Fudd in, in that, <laughs> that matchup today. So uh, that was a no brainer I just love the Niners, how they can run the ball, how physical they can be. You know, Samuel and Kittle. I mean, they have serious weapons there. They played in a much tougher division. So now you're giving me a field goal. I mean, I, I'll take that uh, all day. So um, to answer your question, Joe, I did really, really well. You did, which yeah. means I, I am due to have a, uh, you're have a really back. rough day sometimes. So the opposite of making a run, which is another one of your favorites, on in, when you're talking about the NBA, everyone makes a run. Now you're going to come back down to earth. That's what you're telling us, huh? Yeah, most likely crashing down. <laughs> but um, one one thing about sports wagering too is. You know, there's some people, if you lose two or three in a row, now you're doubling up, you know, what your, what your normal bet is, whatever that is, if it's 10 bucks, 25, 50, whatever, and you, you cannot do that. And I also don't do the same if I'm winning. So just because I had, you know, a couple really good days, that doesn't mean, you know, when I went with the chiefs and the under tonight, and if I play the Rams game tomorrow, that doesn't mean now that I'm going to be doubling or tripling my, my normal units. Um, you, you know, you have, you have to kind of stay on an even keel, which a lot of people have a difficult time doing. Well, um, if you're getting even more serious about this gambling, I know I helped you out with the uh, weather conditions in Tampa today yes. with the wind. Just remember, I do hold a meteorology degree, uh, from, <laughs> from Penn state. So if you, uh, you know, if you ever, 
quit all of your day jobs and decide to go betting full time, just l- let me know. I can help you out. You know, I know where to find some of the data that's not readily available on the internet. It was the the black market meteorology sites. You know, it's, it's and, big and time. The most the most important thing with weather is not the temperature. People get into that trap so often. It's the wind, which is why I put that out there. And I was glad that you responded, Joe, because. It, you guys remember when the Bills played the Patriots in the regular season, Mac Jones threw the ball, what, three times, three times in yeah. that game because of the wind. It's not the cold. Te- did, did Josh Allen look like he was struggling in those cold temperatures? But the wind was only about five to seven miles per hour. The wind was not bad uh, last night in Buffalo. So wind is always more important than the temperature. Well, there's a lot to unwrap on everything you just said. Uh, so many good points, things to say in all the games. Um, I, I think, Justin, why don't we – I don't have a lot to say about Bengals Raiders. I, I mean, I feel like it, it went the way we all expected. Uh, it was close, but the Bengals just were a little too much. Congratulations to Cincinnati. Your first playoff victory in, what, 30 or over 30 years. Uh, incredible stat. Um, I'm a little bum- – I mean, I'm a big Joe Burrow fan, and we talked about it last week on the show. Justin and my rooting interests since, well, my team's not even in the playoffs, so I had to know where, where my loyalties lie. And Justin wanted to talk about outside of the Eagles, you know, where does he want. We're both pretty high on Cincinnati. Um, congratulations to, to the Bengals, but it, it does n- – Bump my Dolphins up on the list of longest droughts since playoff victories, as now Miami is number two on that list. And I've said over the last month to Justin a few times, the last time the Dolphins won a playoff game, I believe, was New Year's Eve 2001, I think it was. So um, I think it did list like 20 or 21 seasons in the graphic. And of course, it's the Detroit Lions that are now number one uh, longest playoff victory droughts. Um, So... Take that, take that stat for what it is, and make it um, just another um, exclamation point of how inept the Dolphins have been for the last two decades. Uh, I thought entering this weekend, depending if we didn't get interesting games, we'd be talking a lot about the uh, decision of Miami to fire Brian Flores. Uh, but honestly, I don't think we have enough time to cover that because the uh, the playoff games and teams in the playoffs are more important than what idiocy is happening in South Florida. So. Um, Bengals Raiders. You see how Joey's taking this. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. Uh, I have I a lot of. Mixed... I don't understand that a little bit. So I, I, yeah, I mean, we could go into it, but I, I, I don't even want to go into it for my sanity. Um, that that's an off season show. Like if this gets to post Super Bowl and and the Dolphins have made a hire, which tonight reemphasize why I didn't want Kellen Moore to be the next Dolphins coach. So I think everyone. How about is... Jonathan Gannon? How is he... <laughs> no, he was never at the top of my list either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eagles fans, Cowboys fans are probably like, you can have them both. Him and, J- him and Jalen Rager. We'll, we'll just give them to you. <laughs> Package deal. We don't even need compensation. You can have them. Nope. Um, nope. But is there anything from Bengals Raiders that stood out to you? Um, you know, I know people were all over the refs, as it seems to be the case in every game. Um, the play of, of Burrow and the Bengals, the, the offense, what they put together. The defense, I think, has been undersold, but two of their Bengals' best guys missed the end of the game. Uh, I don't know if that'll carry over into the next round. But is there anything from that Cincinnati-Las Vegas game that you guys wanted to touch on before we move on to? I know the games from, uh, especially the games so far today, are going to be the big talking point. But we're not going to gloss over Patriots-Bills for my uncle's sake. So, um, But yeah, Raiders-Bengals, anything jump out to you guys? The end of the game drove me nuts in that the last play for the Raiders, 
where they threw it was fourth down and you threw into double coverage short of the end zone. Like I feel like that happens so much at the professional level where they're throwing short of the sticks. Now I get if like I also hate when they take a sack on the fourth down. So like you you have to throw it, especially in the game situation. Like so I I'm glad he threw it, but it looked like he was like, oh, I'm going to throw to the tight end no matter what. And he threw to the tight end no matter what. And like, I, again, I've, I've never played quarterback. I've certainly never played quarterback at a high level. And, but that happens all the time. It happened in games today. It happens, it happens all the time. And I get it sometimes when the defense forces your hand, but in that one particular play, I'm like, how do you not at least, I know you don't need the true hail Mary, but like, throw it up to somebody in the end zone, not at the one. Cause even if he caught it, even if you, the defender didn't get it, it was still going to be short at the one yard line and game over. I just, oh, that, that type of stuff, that was kind of anticlimactic to me. I mean, it, I know it came down to the last play, but like a, a play that wouldn't have scored a touchdown anyway, that was just seemed weird to me. Yeah, you're right. That, that happens every week in, it seems like almost every game, you know, that that's one pet peeve. I'm sure everybody, you know, listening would, would nod their head in agreement about that. It's so frustrating. You have, you know, and that was a fourth down, but you have a a third and seven and it's a five or six yard pass. I mean, it's, you know, it, it literally happens all the time. That's one of my big pet peeves. Lining up in the neutral zone might be a close second. You know, can you just look at the ball? I mean, there there was one today with, I think it was JPP, the Bucks, that he was so far, he was like, I mean, it's almost like he was in the backfield of the, like the football is literally right in front of you. I mean, just take a peek and back up uh, that and taking your helmet off to celebrate. Oh, when you get don't get me started on that one. I, yeah, that was, that happened today I, too. I can't stand that. Yeah. I had, uh, I had immediate flashbacks to, so I was in college and you guys, I don't even know if you guys remember this game, but I do because my roommate was, was, is a Browns fan and the Browns were playing someone and they missed a field goal. And the Browns guy ripped his helmet off to celebrate penalty 15 yards. They get the, oh, yeah. the field goal again. They beat the Browns with like no time left. And, and he was like, he was stunned, but not stunned because he's a Browns fan. He knew it. He's like, I knew we would find a way. Like I knew we would find a way, but yeah, the, the I do remember. That. I wanted to mention too, about the whole situation. How did the Raiders have to play the Sunday night game and then come back and play the first game of wild card weekend on Saturday afternoon. I mean, talk about a competitive disadvantage. That's ridiculous. I mean, that, that is, that's a joke by the NFL. And I'll tell you what, and I, I've talked to a good friend of mine who's a, a pro better, and he told me whoever wins Monday night, he's going to automatically fade because of uh, the lack of preparation. Now, I mean, it's great for us. We get, a, you know, another night to watch football, but for that team that has to play Monday night and then come back and and play in the divisional round, you know, it's just they're 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 not on equal footing. Yeah, I was surprised to to learn that as well. And I was thinking the same thing. Whoever wins Monday night, I feel like is at a disadvantage. 
Well, you, you have that one less day to recuperate, to prepare, all, all those things. So it's going to be tough for either the Cardinals or the Rams. Um, yeah, it definitely puts them um, behind the eight ball. And it's not something you need when you have to play, you know, Tom Brady and the defending Super Bowl champions, right? Um, not not exactly what what uh, what you want to do uh, playing on a short week, but um, yeah. So Bengals Raiders, you know, it kind of I feel like it went mostly as expected. The Bengals jumped out, had to hold on late. Um, now we move into today's slate of games. You know, the uh, the Sunday games. First up was Eagles Buccaneers. Uh, do you, Justin, I'll leave this up to you. Do you want to get this out of the way now or would you rather save yeah. a lot of time and, and focus on this later? Uh, Listen, I, <laughs> I, I am fully on board with the, like, the Cowboys losing made me feel so much better today. Um, so, like, and I know, and, like, I own that. Is that, like, petty, like, fanhood, like, coming through? 100%. Like, I own that. But, um this is a throwback that, that Joey will kind of appreciate too. Like, so I was at the game, I was at the Penn state Michigan game in 2005. Yeah. 2005 when uh, Chad threw a last two second that they put back on pass and it beat Penn state. And, but, and so like, I was, I was crushed at Penn state lost, but I was happy for Chad, but I'm walking through, I'm walking through the parking lot and I see Reggie Bush, push Matt Leinart into the end zone and, and Notre, Dame Notre Dame. Lose, and I'm like, yeah. makes me feel a little better. Like I, it's just, I, I am not above that. So like with the Eagles, I, I say, let's, let's just rip that bandaid off. Like I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I thought they had a shot. I thought they had a shot to play better than they did today. They, they played terrible today. And like so much of the, I'd, I wouldn't say even the first part of the season, I'd say kind of the middle of the season, they racked up a lot of meaningless numbers and stats kind of towards the end. Um, and so like, it kind of gives, like, if you didn't watch the game, you might be like, ah, oh, you know, no, like it wasn't, it wasn't close. They had chances to, to make it close, but got off to a slow start. And when you are playing Tom Brady, that that's, that's the end of it. And I, I said this like la- going into last week's games, Joey was asking me, he's like, what do you want to happen? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I know, I know like Godwin was out, but I'm like, they still have a stable of weapons in Tampa. And I'm not comp- like the Eagles have Darius Slay. And then like Nelson has, has played okay. Like this year, like he's coming around, but like, he's not, he's not a shutdown guy by any means. So I'm not like, Oh, you know, we, they've got the weapons to shut down anyone, let alone guys with Tom Brady back there. And I'm certainly not like, again, this is going into last week's game. I'm not going to be like, Oh yeah, give me Tom Brady. No, thank you. Like, like you're on the same, at the same time, I'm like, I don't necessarily feel great about their shots against Arizona or um, like Arizona or uh, the Rams. LA. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of put it as like, I was glad the Eagles made the playoffs. I thought they had a shot if they played their best game, you know, that they could get someone. Cause I didn't view any of the division winners outside of green Bay as like, you know, runaways, but they played far from a great game and their margin of error is so small because they're just not that good. They got exposed today for what they were, which is probably, I, 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 
I feel like the Eagles are better than the Steelers, but like, I think it's a close toss up. Like, I don't think they're far and away better. Maybe they can play so, next like, week. Maybe right, they like, can play yeah, the next Eagles week. are the worst playoff team in the NFC, which is why they were the seven seed. And, you know, so I kind of just view it as, all right, they have three first round picks. Howie may be able to pick on, you know, hit on one of them. And, uh, We'll, we'll call it, consider that a success and uh, go from there. And, Paul, no, you don't need to remind me that Justin Jefferson was picked after Jalen Rager. <laughs> yeah, so that one's never. Bring up uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside Ar- Ar- or well, that's the thing. Sidney that's the thing. Jones. Rager, Rager's not even the worst one. And and I said this before. The, the thing is, like, they don't even need him to be Justin Jefferson. They just need him to be serviceable. Like, just be a, a guy, like, in the league. Like, if he was an average third wide receiver, you know, middle of the pack third wide receiver, that would be a huge upgrade. It would be a huge upgrade. He's not. He he cost them games. Now, his fumble on the punt today did not cost them the game. They're down 17 nothing. Did it cost them a chance to maybe to maybe make it a game? Maybe. But, like, they had other shots to do that, and they didn't do it. But, like, the game against the Giants, when he had the ball bounce off his chest two times in a row, like, <laughs> that cost them the game. Now, again, that shouldn't have cost them the game because the Giants are even worse than the Eagles, so it shouldn't have come down to that. But, yeah, like, you know, they they didn't beat anybody good. They played some teams tough. I, I do feel like they – outperform my expectations for the year. But I feel like that has a lot to, that says a lot about other teams too. Like there are a lot of bad teams. Um, Like I, when I was looking through the schedule, like there are some teams that are just not good and I don't know what they're going to do about it. You know, like, so I, I think they're in a good spot where they have the three picks. I don't think they'll take three guys in the first round. I think three quarterbacks probably I'm telling you, I, yeah, you quarterback factory, man. So maybe they'll take three of them. Oh gosh. If we <laughs> just please don't take Kenny, Pickett. Kenny Pickett, like, baby, oh Kenny gosh, Pickett. Like, I'm telling you now that he's going to no, be well gone before their first pick. So yeah, well that, yeah, absolutely. But I, I think they'll, I think they may – I've seen some people say they think they, they may try and move one if somebody's looking to get back into the into the first round, maybe move one of those. and um, They're going to send all three of them and Hurts to the Houston for Deshaun Watson. That's what's going to happen. Well, <laughs> all the whole know, bunch of Brian, people are all in their eyes. I don't know. Brian, Brian Flores may go to, my, go to uh, Houston and keep him there. Yeah, see, that's one of those know. things that I want, really would like to unpack more is the whole like – the weird triangle and the relationships quotes from Steven Ross. And like, I don't even know who to believe or what's going on there, but I cannot divert there because we already, I already diverted away from Buffalo, New England, which I promise we're going to talk about, but I do want to touch on a few things about the Eagles before I let Paul unleash on, on the Eagles game. Um, honestly, I feel as though this Eagles season, it, it was a, to me, and as an outsider, because I'm not an Eagles fan, I just get to watch all of you suffer along with me. Um, you guys have just had your hopes a lot higher than I have had them for the last two decades. Uh, honestly, I feel like this year was not 
not good in the that you overachieved. And I feel like the pressure now is super high on the Eagles next year because, hey, we made the playoffs last year. We have three first-round picks this year. If we can do that all with first-year coaching staff, you know, all over the place, and, you know, there's a lot of positions that we still need to upgrade, but now we're going to upgrade them. We're going to do it in free agency. We're going to do it through the draft. So now I feel like the pressure is super high on Nick Sirianni and the rest of the Eagles crew. Um, and you know that the last man standing is always and forever going to be Howie Roseman because it just doesn't matter. Everyone will focus on like the, the good things that have done, but there's so many bad things that him and his front office crew. Uh, and I know there's Absolutely. debate on what, like who was the deciding factor in picking Rager over Jefferson. Like, and I know there's a back and forth with that. Like, was it Doug Peterson and the coaches pushing so hard? Um, but, but well, I know they, I know it wasn't the scouts because the scouts had Jefferson and they, th- they right. They so who it. overruled who? But that that's just from an outside perspective. I feel like this was almost a curse in the disguise of a blessing of overachieving this year. Hey, we thought the Eagles would only win five to seven games, and they won what nine? You know, and, and they didn't even really play that last one. So we could have even won ten. But now next year, the expectation is you need to win at least ten. You need to be challenging for Absolutely. the division title. So well, and here you go. Like right. Well, and that's the thing. Like you just said it. They're they're going to be. People will expect them to c- compete for the division title. I don't know that I'm there yet, but like, there's a minimum expectation that they're going to make the playoffs because they made the playoffs this year. And right, like, oh for I sure. Still, like looking around, like I think the Giants have two top ten picks. Yeah, but, like they're like four like, and seven or got, something like that. Coming from Seattle, still or something. Yeah, but you you look at it. I still don't view like. Dallas by and far has the most talented roster in the NFC East, regardless of what the Eagles do with three first round picks. Um, you know, I, it'll be interesting because they have that $34 million in dead money coming off the books with the Wentz deal. Like, I I don't know, but yes, I, I would agree. Like the, the expectations have changed. And Julie and I, we talk about this all the time, usually within seasons. Like we talk about it, like with, Penn State or Wilson, like, oh, based on this game, like, expectations change. Like, oh, man, now I'm thinking this, or, oh, man, now I'm thinking this. Like, it's happening season to season here now with the Eagles because you're like, all right, well, you know. They the rebuild's ahead of schedule. Year. Now it's right, maybe exactly. division title next year. That That's what the thinking of the generic the general fan base is going to be. And I just don't know that's a, it's a good place to be. You should be okay with 10 wins next year and another playoff experience uh, appearance. But if they get, if they go seven and 10 next year, there's going to be people calling for Sirianni to be gone and hurts. Is, oh, this 100%. is the end of the, of the road. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. My, my last Eagles anecdote before I definitely want to hear Paul's take on the, the Eagles expectations for next year and, and just how the season went in general. But I, I tweeted right before, right after the game, uh, right after the Cowboys game, that the Eagles fan base is interesting is the word I use. What I wanted to use was pathetic because, the, I, and I mean, I say this to Justin all the time and Justin is, is the outlier in that because he and I throw stuff back and forth at each other being like, this is what a level-headed person would react to this situation. But I didn't even say pathetic on Twitter because I knew I would get heat for that. All I said was interesting. And I had a guy respond back to me who said, just like the Bulldogs fans. And I looked at his profile and he's, I think he's a Why Missing fan. I'm like, dude, you clearly don't follow me because outside of Wilson, I am the biggest Why Missing supporter there is. Um, I know. (laughs) 
I was just like, that just that just made it funny. I was like, whatever. Like, I'm not going to respond. I'm not because that just that's not me. Generally speaking, uh, I avoid confrontation at all costs. But I just found it really funny. I thought for sure I would get you to say something, which you did. You gave me a gif. Um, but like Dustin Miller and like all a bunch of these these guys that I follow. This Eagles Twitter is just man. Is that a nightmare? Whenever it gets retweeted oh. into my timeline. And and the thing is, the the. Uh, Eagles beat writers are some of the worst ones, which I just like. I laugh about. Um, they just pour gas on that. Oh fire. yeah, they are. They 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 do not care um, whatsoever. So so Paul, what is, what is your takeaways from the Eagles' loss to the Bucks this season, this year, and their expectations for next year? Just go ahead and unleash your Eagles discussion on us. <laughs> well, I, I will agree. They they clearly overachieved this year. I mean, nobody had them winning nine games. But I think what happened today could turn out to be a good thing. And obviously, you never wanted to see your team lose in the playoffs. But maybe now, finally, there'll be a little bit more of a reality check, a little bit more perspective that, hey, when we played a quality team, we got destroyed. I mean, we didn't just get beat. They were embarrassed. It was 31 nothing going into the fourth quarter. I don't care about what happened there in, in garbage time. I mean, that means nothing to me. I mean, this game was over in the third quarter. So now maybe people will simmer down for you old school SNL fans, uh, maybe simmer down now a little bit and (laughs) realize that the teams they beat in the regular season were garbage. And I couldn't believe the backlash that I would get when I would point out the schedule and you would hear people say, well, I I don't want to hear about who they played. What do you mean? You don't want to hear about who they play. So am I supposed to believe that a win over Kansas city or green Bay or Tampa Bay or the Rams uh, or the Cardinals is the same as beating the giants and jets and Washington. I mean, is that, is that what we're saying here? That, I mean, a win is a win is one of the dumbest sayings in the history of sports. All wins aren't the same. All losses aren't the same. Um, so, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand that whole, you know, well, we can't, we can't factor in uh, the schedule. I just, um, you know, that didn't make sense to me. And while Tampa Bay was missing Godwin and also missing Fournette, uh, defensively, they got healthier coming into this game. They got some of their best players back. And I knew with the Jonathan Gannon game plan was never going to work against Tom Brady. You can't just sit back and not pressure Tom Brady and hope he makes mistakes. I mean, that that is not going to happen. Um, going back to what the Giants did in, in the Super Bowl is they got after Brady. You have to pressure him. We know he's not mobile. He can't move. So you, to have a chance against Brady, you have to pressure him. If you let him sit in the pocket, uh, whether or not he has Godwin or Fournette or not, he's going to be able to pick you apart. And and look what they did with Mike Evans. I mean, Mike Evans had a monster game, uh, but – Gannon's strategy just was never going to work against Tom Brady. He's too smart. He's he's too intelligent, um, you know, to not be able to to pick apart that type of defense. 
I thought Aikman brought it up a million times about the lack of targets for Devontae Smith. Uh, I don't know what that was about at all. I mean, they, you know, he clearly is their best wide receiver and they, they waited until the second half to target him when they were way behind. So uh, I'll say for the regular season, they overachieved, but maybe today will be a reality check that, look, we still have a lot of work to do if we want to be considered um, a legitimate contender in the NFC. Uh, and I agree, D- Dallas's roster is clearly better. I mean, there, there is no debate. I, I know they lost today at home, uh, but the Niners are also a pretty good team. Dallas is, is to me, still the best there's any against that. Um, so, yes, the Eagles won more games than most people thought, but are they a good team? Uh, I, I, I can't say they're a good team. They, they beat a lot of bad teams. Um, so there's, there's definitely work to be done. And then the huge question mark is, is Jalen Hurts going to be the guy? Because in this league, you have to have a quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback, you just, you're not going to win at the, at the highest level. And I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I think the, you know, it's it's to be determined um, whether or not he's going to be the guy. Some games he looks really good. Today he did not look good at all. And when it, the game was still up in the air, I believe it was Watkins he had on a post that should have been a touchdown. And he assumed pressure and he scrambled to his left and he threw an incompletion when there was no pressure at all. The pocket was good. Those are the type of the plays in the in the postseason you can't miss on. I mean, that was a touchdown. There was no safety in the middle of the field. Watkins beat the the DB. Um, so those are the the type of play. And then uh, the other interception when the corner fell down and it just took him a little bit too long to realize it. But that split second, instead of a touchdown to Smith, it's an interception in in the end zone. So um, you know, I, I don't know about. Hurts. Um, I don't think he's terrible. I certainly don't think it's a lock that he's going to be a franchise quarterback. So uh, that's a big decision they're going to have to make. And even though they have the three picks, this is not a good draft coming up for quarterbacks. No, it's, it's not like not. some of the others that we've seen. Uh, Which is why I hope. I hope. My hope is that they give Hurts next year, and then they can kind of decide because he's not a first round guy. So they don't get that fifth year with the, you know, built in with the automatic, you know, where they can decide if they want him for that year and it's built in already. Would you advocate for them trading one of their ones this year for a one next year? Like just to, you know, hedge your bets and be like, well, we can uh, maybe think. I would, I would also, I feel like that's a smart move cap wise for the future um, to try and spread it out because even if you hit on two of those guys, which I look, the chances of them hitting, I think on one out of three at your great, best, you know, like, right. They'll probably take a fireman from Canada and, you know, someone else. <laughs> hey, and Hey, Danny Watkins. Then, you know, listen, and we go over this. Danny Watkins, great guy. I'm, we, I love firefighters. I don't need them as my offensive line in a high, in a high draft pick. Um, but like, you know, 
I would I don't mind them doing that. Also, like I I don't mind if they go and like try and like get one of the guys that may be a free agent or may work his way out through a trade. But the problem with that is like the Eagles have more needs. Like quarterback is a question. I'm I'm I agree. Like I there are times where I'm like, oh Jalen Hurts is really coming along. And then there's times where I'm like, oh, he's got a long way to go yet. I just don't know. I feel like he's done enough to earn next year to kind of see, because I still like next year, I still don't view this team as a Super Bowl contender. I want to see them take more steps forward, but like, I don't see them as a Super Bowl contender unless they were to bring other pieces in. But the problem is if you give up all that draft capital to bring in a quarterback, how are you addressing your needs at linebacker and in the secondary and for pass rushers? Like, how are you doing all that if you trade away all those picks so that you can get, I don't know, Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson or whoever? Or Aaron Rodgers. Like, and, and, yeah. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers and Eagles, Joey would hate that. I, I mean, I hate Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. So, um, but that that is right. another. Packers didn't even play this week, so we don't have to tackle the Aaron Rodgers. Uh, discussion and that's for next week that's for uh or actually two weeks from now we don't even have a show next week so i don't need to worry about aaron Rodgers' discussion for a while um we're very familiar uh with the uh roller coaster that apparently is former alabama quarterbacks i've got my own issues of my love-hate relationship with tua and now you're hanging with the uh I know everyone call is the Oklahoma Jalen Hurts, but you know he he made his name at first at Alabama, and now last night as I jump back in time, uh, Mac Jones, who uh, appears to be at least in his rookie year the best of this 2021 rookie quarterback class. I mean, everyone was anointing Trevor Lawrence, and Paul, Justin, and I have gone on the record and have said a lot behind the scenes before Jaguars even took him that we weren't sold on Trevor Lawrence being. This, uh, you know, once in a generation talent, we just couldn't see it. Um, and I feel like this year I left a lot more questions about Trevor Lawrence and his future. But I don't want to talk about T-Law. I want to talk about Mac Jones um, and the Patriots last night and, and what happened in Buffalo. Now, Paul, you started off the show talking about the, the betting angles and the, the things uh, that you saw or didn't see in terms of lines. I, I feel like this is the one that caught me. Uh, and maybe it's still the aura of Bill Belichick in New England um, and what they were able to do this year with a rookie quarterback after uh, being down so far last year. I-, I bought into the idea that the Patriots could go to Buffalo and win that game. And I didn't care about the weather whatsoever because, like you said, it wasn't going to be windy. So to me, it wasn't necessarily a, 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 the the weather meant nothing. It was more a talking point to say, oh, look how cold it is. But that's great. It wasn't going to have any impact on the game. And maybe that's where I should have gone back to Buffalo because Buffalo went to New England when it was a much more weather-wise level playing field, and they, they beat the Patriots um, then. And that was more recent than the weird, wacky weather game um, that was before that. Uh, but I did get caught up, and I expected New England to win that game. So watching that unravel, I was like, wow, I definitely went – it went, went wrong for me very quickly um, in Patriots-Bills as Buffalo hammered New England, I think gave Bill Belichick his worst playoff loss ever, Made probably one of the worst losses in his career, at least as the New England coach. Paul, what, what did you see from Buffalo or didn't see from New England um, that stood out most to you in that game last night? I mean, Buffalo scored on every drive. Scored a touchdown on like 
that's never been done in the modern era of the NFL under this playoff um, structure. Not, not just talking about this year now with the extra team, but no one's ever done that. But, you know, at the end of the first half, I think they took a knee or ran a play. And then at the end of the game, took a knee. Every other drive, they scored a touchdown. We may not see that for the rest of our lives in a, in a postseason game. I mean, that was a clinic. And I thought when Buffalo went out and got digs, that was a game-changing move. Because before that, remember, the Bills receivers were kind of pedestrian. It, you know, they, they didn't really scare you. I mean, Diggs is the real deal. And Josh Allen, what can't the guy do? I mean, the, the way he can run the football, how fearless uh, he is. He has a cannon for an arm, mobility, um, competitor. I mean, he, he's, he's the whole package. And, you know, they kind of kept Singletary under wraps. And, you know, I was following him closely just because I had him on my fantasy team. And at the end of the year, um, he was just a monster. I mean, he came up, he came up huge. So, um, you know, having him now, uh, in the mix as well, you know, they have tight ends that they can throw to Buffalo is a dangerous team. I mean, they, uh, they really, really are. I I'm not sold on, on the Titans. I, I give Rabel a lot of credit. Um, and it's funny, I didn't see anything on social media today about Nick Sirianni being coach of the year, which I had, which I had to listen to for weeks upon weeks upon week. I mean, seriously, I mean, he did a nice job, but can you beat one playoff team to get coach of the year honors? But anyway, look at the injuries that Tennessee had and not just Derrick Henry. Look at the whole team. I mean, the number of players that the, the Titans have used this year, it's ridiculous. And for them to get the number one seed, so I I give them credit for that. However, give me the Chiefs or the Bills over the Titans. I would even be tempted to take the Bengals over the the Titans. I just I think the Titans are a slightly better than average team, um, and I'm very curious to see what the line is for them next week, even though they're going to be at home. I just, I don't know. I'm not, not sold on, on them. Uh, by the way, Steelers and chiefs is now seven all Pittsburgh got a fumble recovery touchdown. And then Kansas city just went all the way down the field and scores. So there's about six minutes left, but um, yeah, I, I was, I mean, how could you not be impressed with the bills? I, I liked them, but never did I see that type of, a blowout coming, you know, I've too much respect for Belichick and, and that team. Um, and you're right. Mac Jones looked, I mean, he, he really exceeded my expectations. I, mean, I, I viewed him in Alabama as a, as a quarterback who took advantage of having unbelievable talent, yeah, all those weapons him. just surrounding yeah, him. Right. And I, uh, so I, I'll have to tip my cap to, to him, but then you look at the performance in the playoffs. Now it's just his first game, and he's you know obviously just a rookie. Um, but you know we'll, we'll wait and see on him. But I, Buffalo, 
Yeah, I, and they, obviously they can deal with the cold weather. You know, that's not going to be a problem for them. Uh, I wouldn't want to see the Bills because um, Josh Allen's just one of those guys. Like, I don't, you know, we joked earlier about not seeing the, the steel curtain anymore for Pittsburgh. I think he could have played like mean Joe Green and those guys, and he wouldn't care. You know, like like some people just really they're they're fearless, fearless, and that to me that's Josh Allen. I mean, he's he's the ultimate competitor. I wonder- watching him on the first drive last night. I was just, I I honestly was like, oh man, he he just now to be fair, I don't watch a ton of like Bills games start to finish, but I've seen them play a bunch and like. He's up and he can be up and down. He's been more up over the last two years than he's been down. But like that first drive last night, I was like, oh man, he's ready to go. Like yeah. he, he, he was firing on all cylinders. He was moving the ball around. He was running like hard and fast. Like I was like, this is the Josh Allen they needed if they're going to win. And I also was watching that game and thinking, if this is the Josh Allen they get, like, they could win a few games, you know, not just not just this one. I uh, I want to push back a little bit on Buffalo. One one hand is because I'm a lifelong fan of an AFC East team, so I have to hate Buffalo, just like I have to hate New England. I mean, we don't even talk about the Jets because the Jets are the Jets. But um, and I, I feel like this is grounded, and you guys can push back on me. Justin hears it all the time. One of my other reasons is because of the obnoxiousness obnoxiousness of one Mr. Adam Filer. So I need to um, always get my Buffalo Bills hate in there. But um, I, I feel like Buffalo is one of those teams that gets the fan base or general NFL fans excited to be like, wow, look at them. And then the next week, they plummet hard. Like, they fall hard. They were everyone's darling entering the year. And what do they do in week one? They lose to Pittsburgh at home. Now, Steelers ended up making the playoffs. Great. All's well. Bills went on a tear. Um, and then they go and they win in Kansas City. Like, a huge win. A game that looks like there very well could be a rematch next week. They win by 18. Oh, everyone, what's wrong with the Chiefs? The next week, the Bills lose to Tennessee. Not eat the Tennessee's the number one seed in the AFC. Not not a big deal, right? Um, they rebound and they beat my Dolphin. Thanks for that. But then they lose to Jacksonville, nine to six. Like I, I, I just that one I just will never get over. The Jacksonville beat Miami and Buffalo. Jacksonville beat Indianapolis and ended their season. J- Jaguars are weird, but Buffalo puts up six points against the Jaguars, um, and then they destroy the Jets. All right, the Bills are back. What happens? They get absolutely housed by the Colts. Indianapolis is on their tear and they just take Buffalo apart. I, I just, I feel like when, when things are going good in Buffalo, things are good, but they almost get too high and then something shakes them off their pedestal and they drop back down. And I, I there's probably many teams, many examples over the years of that happening, but I feel like that has been the story in Buffalo. Now these two years with expectations, they look really good. Everyone buys in and the next week they lay an egg. So if this ends up being Buffalo at Kansas city, I think they have two things going against them. They just destroyed a division rival at home feeling great. Oh, and we have a rematch against a team. We already beat by 18 points. I, I just, I, I would be terrified and I'm a cynic and, you know, pessimist in everything. Justin knows very well how I view these things. If I was a Bills fan right now, with everything that's happened, I would be terrified of going to Kansas City next week. Absolutely terrified of playing that game. And that is 
if not the best home field advantage. I mean, it's it's one of the top two or three by far. I mean, that, for an outdoor stadium, not a dome, as loud as it gets there, it it's crazy. And I know the Chiefs' offense was weird this year. I mean, they just they they struggled for a while to put it together. Holmes, Kelsey, and Hill. You know, I, I'm not looking forward to dealing with that group. And Andy Reid, regardless of what some Eagles fans may think of him, he's still a Hall of Fame coach. Um, and he's very creative. He's very innovative. I would say this about you know some of those Bills performances, like the Jacksonville game. Almost every team over the course of a season is going to have a game where you're like, what in the world? I mean, Tampa Bay lost to Washington by double digits in mid-November. So there are a lot of good teams you could look at and say, yeah, what was, what was going on there? I, I try to look more at like the, the big picture. Uh, I would love, I mean, Buffalo KC, that'd be, that'd be a phenomenal matchup to me in the postseason, And I, I would have a very difficult time picking that game. Well, I think you're going to get that opportunity. So, I mean, as long as the Chiefs can put the Steelers away, uh, we'll yeah. be blessed with that. I mean, that'd be a heck of a game. You know, last year I thought Buffalo was going to end the Kansas City AFC run. Um, and I think Justin, Adam, and I had a, a group text, and we were like, well, Kansas City's got them right where they want them. They were down by, like, what, 14 or something like that early, and Kansas City came storming back to to end up winning. So it'll be a great game. I don't deny that in any fashion. I just – I'm just waiting for the Bills to pull pull the Bills of the last two years. I feel like they get up there, and everyone thinks that they're here and ready to break through. Maybe this will be their moment. They maybe they'll topple Kansas City next week, and then I feel like they would be the odds-on favorite in the AFC because, like you said, Paul, I'm not a believer in Tennessee. I, I think that smoke, some smoke and mirrors got them there, and I know that the the supporters. And their fans will say, well, we did it at the end of the year without Derrick Henry. Now we're probably getting him back. I don't know. There's just something to me, um, something really simple that was talked about all the time. The NFL is a quarterback league. When in doubt, take the team with the better quarterback. And that is absolutely the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we're talking about Bills versus Titans. Um, but when it's Bills versus Chiefs, even this year, I still feel like Mahomes is still my guy over over Josh Allen. But um, maybe we'll see a changing of the guard, which would be crazy because everyone was anointing Mahomes and the Chiefs uh, just two years ago. Um, and now everyone's going to be all over Josh Allen and the Bills should they uh, get to play and beat the Chiefs next week. Uh, before we get to Dallas, San Francisco, I did want to uh, bring up an email I received from my uncle, the Patriots fan. Uh, he, he, uh, got to, uh, he wants to get his two cents in and I got this right before the show started. So this is pretty fresh. Uh, so my uncle says, what a weekend for football. First, my team gets blown out big time. Then Justin's team loses. And finally, Bill's team loses in an unbelievable ending. And how did Joe's team do? Sorry, I forgot they didn't make it. I at least still have one team to root for, which must upset all of you. Must be tough rooting for Brady or Rogers unless something happens next week. My picks this week so far are three and one with the Chiefs and Rams coming up. My picks for next week are Bucks over Rams, Green Bay over San Fran, and keeping with my original pick, the Bucks over 
the Packers. So we're in the AFC NFC Championship. Uh, then he also says Titans over Bengals, Chiefs over Bills, and then Chiefs over Titans. He didn't get to give us his picks last week, so he wanted to get them in this week. Uh, he would like us to talk about the firing of the Dolphins coach. Why after two winning seasons? Sorry, Uncle Rich. That's like an entire another show. Um, and quit picking on Brady. Running out of time, but we'll be listening. Still a Patriots fan. So thanks to my Uncle Rich, the uh, New England native, um, but Florida snowbird, always li- listening and supporting our show. Um, yeah, Patriots didn't look great, but he's already moved on. Just like Justin sent me the meme of Homer Simpson retreating into the bushes. It's Patriots fans stripping their gear and putting on Tampa Bay as they uh, shift their allegiances to Tom Brady. Uh, and the Buccaneers now, um, which is absolutely the case. I haven't met a New England Patriots fan that isn't all in on Tom Brady and the Bucs once New England's out of it. So, um, hey, whatever helps you sleep at night, if that's where you want to hang your hat now, um, go for it. But I uh, I, I would love to talk about – actually, I wouldn't love to talk about the fire of Brian Flores because it shouldn't ha- shouldn't have happened. But Uncle Rich will have to save that for another another time. Um, 49ers Cowboys, that was the most recent game that concluded. And man, was that a wacky, wacky game, especially how the final whistle sounded with the Cowboys driving down the field and then running a quarterback draw with seconds left and not getting the snap in time to run one more play to spike it. Um, uh, Paul, what did you make of that? final series to well i mean leading up to that play it was going very well for dallas what what do you believe the thinking was from mccarthy moore and the execution by dak to run a play like that i mean it was a huge risk absolutely i mean there's no i don't run run it there at all just because of that and i i know some people on social media were screaming about the umpire getting the way but if you listen to Romo and Nance, they were all over it, um, as well as their official in, in the booth with them. The umpire has to set the football. You can't just go up there and like grab the ball and give it to your center and hike it. <laughs> like the, the umpire has to set it. Now, it was unfortunate that he got in the way there, you know, kind of bumped into him. But you know, by rule, that's what has to happen. So I, I know some people were saying, well, what was he doing? Why, why did he knock into him like that? He was trying to get to the ball um, to, to set it uh, for play. Uh, the Niners deserve to win the game. Um, you know, it, it got a little crazy there at the end for sure. And I thought that they started to play real soft. And, you know, the next thing you know, you know, there's, there's still – 30 seconds left. And now it's like, hold on a second here. If Dallas gets a touchdown and kicks the extra point, which is never a given in the NFL, but I won't get started on that. But, you know, and then all of a sudden the Niners are losing, but I thought they were the better team overall. I thought they deserved to win the game, but you know, the turnovers there, and I've always said that's the most important stat. I mean, usually you look at a box score, just look at turnovers. That'll usually tell you who wins and loses. But, you know, the Niners turn it over there. And then it looked like Kittle had fumbled until they reviewed it. And you could clearly see that the pass uh, from Jimmy G skipped to him. So that it ended up being an easy call. But watching it live, it sure looked like he fumbled and Dallas recovered that. So it was an adventure late. But like I said, the, the Niners to me were clearly the better team. And 
if I'm a Packers fan, uh, I'm not doing cartwheels overseeing those guys coming to Lambeau Field. And it, I think there's kind of this, you know, myth about playing at, at Lambeau. They've lost a lot of big games uh, in the playoffs recently at Lambeau Field. So I, I don't think it's this intimidating factor that, you know, the frozen tundra, you know, I mean, that's that's long ago. They can be beat there. And the Niners, with their physical style, uh, th- that's the type of team, uh, you know, I think they, they could give them trouble. I, I saw the initial line was Green Bay five and a half. And, you know, I I would love to – you know, either use the Niners just at that number or tease them up to an 11 and a half because I don't, I, Rogers is a Hall of Famer. You know, we all know that, but I, I, something about San Francisco, I just, I don't think they're an easy team to play. Justin, what do you think? What do you make of uh, the Dallas San Francisco game and then so, uh, next week's San Francisco I, trip to Green Bay? I, I kind of brought this up at the beginning, like Dallas losing and honestly, like a a fitting way for Dallas to lose, right? Like we've seen them lose. Like how many times do we hear uh, Mike McCarthy doesn't know how to manage the clock? Mike McCarthy. And like, and I even feel like, and listen, like I'm all on board with like, let's rip Dallas. Like I'm all for it. Like I'm not a Stephen A fan, but like when Stephen A is ripping Dallas, sign me up. Right. Like I, I'm all for it, but like, even I'm like, come on, like some of that's on players, some of that's on this stuff. But like when you do stuff like that at the end of the game, like you're going to get called out for it. And, and I saw a thing, like, I guess he doubled down on it, like in the post game pressure. Yeah, I mean, what did. do you expect him to do? Be like, Oh, it was a terrible call. Like we shouldn't have done that. But like, you have to know what you're doing there. And I, part of me is like sweet. Like there's going to be so much talk about that over like the Eagles. Like we're not going to have to hear a lot about the Eagles, like losing to Tampa, like, because like it was kind of a boring game and all this stuff. So like that Dallas game was exciting. I man, like when Jimmy G overthrew and threw that pick, I was like, here we go. Here we go. Like, that's how they lost to the chiefs in the super bowl. Like he had a guy wide open and overthrew him. And then the chiefs came back and won. And then, I mean, this wasn't the exact same. He was kind of running for his life and, and made a bad decision there. But, but then, and I sent, I sent to Joey before I'm like, if this comes down to an extra point, like for the win, like I asked him, I was like, Nance has to bring up the, like the bobbled snap for Romo. Right. Like he has to bring that up and turn move. right to him. And like, like, I'm like, don't get me wrong. Like I didn't want Dallas to score. So I'm glad we didn't have to come up to that, but I would have been dying. Like if he's like, you know, you know, there's the timeout and they're like last time Dallas, you know, Oh my gosh, I would have, I would have lived. I would have loved for that to happen, but I just looked at it. And I, again, this is just like from the optimistic standpoint, like what, what more could Dallas have asked for? Like their defense had a great year you know, especially coming off of a record-breaking in a terrible way season last year, they they got a lot better. Um, they just they couldn't get it done, and I, I don't 
I don't know what it is. Um, it'll be interesting to kind of see how that plays out. Like, I know it's not really like them to move on. Like, I don't think they fire McCarthy, but like, I, right. It's going to be weird because, because Jerry also has these like weird things with like the young offensive coordinators like this. Cause Kellen Moore may go somewhere else if he doesn't want him to go. So like, who knows? Like it could just be so weird and, I am all for drama in Dallas, um, but I'm not. I'm not upset that we that that is done. And now that that is done, like I I will. I have my rooting interests, and we went through those last week. But pretty much, like the the ones that I I really didn't want to win was Dallas. And now that they're out, like I can live with any any of the others. I will not have to eat a mayo and mustard sandwich um <laughs> even though joey knew the intricacies of that and did not clarify with his dad i'm still gonna make you do, do it anyways yeah. i'm just gonna have one here oh, for you gosh. in two weeks it's like how here. about, how about but, mccarthy uh, punting too on the fourth and yeah. 16 i mean yeah. oh my it's it's inexcusable the decisions that guy makes it's inexcusable right. nowadays it, 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 it it's almost like He's like, look, I know people are going to be mad at me for this decision, so I'm going to make it because of that. Like, because I don't know why else you you do those things. And Zeke was doing like he was running well. Like, and there there were some odd moments I felt like with San Francisco, like you know, too, where I'm like, look, you've been able to get like a couple yards, like at will. I was surprised they didn't maybe do it a couple of times, but man, like I, I thought the Niners would fall off more this year. I, they, they have impressed me. Like they've been, they've been good. I do wonder if they got banged up a lot. To, well, I know they got banged up a lot today. Like how much that'll play right next week is Bosa and Warner like, coming back. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I'm all for the Niners going into Lambeau and, and taking care of it. Yes, like, please. That would be I'm awesome. For that too. Yeah, yeah, I would like, love to see that. I, I would love, I would love for the NFC Championship to be like a rematch of like any of those NFC West matchups because like I, those have been interesting games and those are fun teams to watch right now. Um, you know, with the Rams kind of being like, who knows what you're going to get, but it. It might be a pick six, but it might be a 60 yard touchdown. Who knows? But like, we're going to air it out anyway. And, you know, Arizona, when firing is fun to watch, um, you know, uh, Kyler Murray run around like crazy. But against San Francisco, you get kind of that contrast of styles. And it's just fun to see. And like, again, when it's not my team, like, I'm, I want the drama. So, like, I want Jimmy G to like win a couple here to, Let's make this interesting. What are they going to do? Are they going to keep them? Are they going to move on? Like, like, not my team. Go ahead, have the drama. <laughs> I uh, at this point, I just need Buffalo and Green Bay to get out of my playoffs, and then I'll be happy. Um, I I would love uh, Kansas City, Cincinnati, in the AFC would be fun. And then I think you're right, well, Justin. Though in the NFC, once Green Bay's gone, like I'll take any of. Rams, Cardinals, 49ers. Like, I don't have anything against those guys. Like, it, it is what it is. I just want good football. I want fun football. I want interesting. And I hope that holds true all the way to February 13th. 
Paul, Paul comes on and talks about his objectivity and sticks to it. And here I am like, I just don't want this team to win. Cause I don't like them. Like, it just like, don't even, I don't even pretend. I'm just like, Nope. I was scorned by this team once years ago and I will never root for them again. Like, that's <laughs> Well, I can't stand Dallas either. So uh, I, I was I was glad that that uh, that they ended up losing. Chiefs, by the way, now up fourteen seven and trying to score again before the half. They're inside the forty with about forty seconds to go in in that one. I I really hope, hope they win, not because I'm a Chiefs fan, but I just at this stage of the season, I want to see the best matchups, and I just like the yes. Steelers. I mean, they're, you know, they should not be in the divisional round. Uh, I'm, I'm curious about tomorrow night because uh, before the season started, I like the Rams to get to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. I, yep. I love their roster. I mean, you know, I, I'm big on talent. I think it, at the end of the day, talent usually wins out and their roster is loaded now. And then getting um, Stafford, although – He's been shaky. He's clearly better than Goff. I don't think anyone would would argue that. I don't trust the Cardinals right now. I mean, down the, the stretch to the season, I don't know what happened there, but they didn't look good at all. So I I, I like the Rams um, tomorrow night, and then if they can win that, you know, who knows? I mean, Stafford, sure, people have question marks about him, but if I just look at overall talent on a roster – I mean, if you look at Green Bay's overall roster to the Rams, nobody can convince me Green Bay has more talent than the Rams do. I agree. And the Rams have been all in, you know, like there's a reason they don't have a draft pick for another like half decade or a first round pick for another half decade. Cause like, they, you know, they trade for all those guys. But Mortgage the future. It works. They're an NFC. They're an NFC contender. Like, it, you know, therefore a Super Bowl contender. Right. Like, well, they were already there. What? Two years ago. Right, exactly. They they were there two years ago, and they and they upgraded their quarterback. Yeah, like and and they had one of the worst offensive performance in in Super Bowl history. Oh so God, that was they ugly. Kind of needed to update their or upgrade their quarterback. Yeah, like I would be really happy for Stafford. I don't know why. Like I'm not like I just feel like he, you know, you hear all that stuff. Like guys love him. Like all the former Detroit guys. Like I look at like Darius Slay and all those guys. They're all like they were all so happy for him when he got traded. Like I, I just look at like that when, whenever you see the guys who really don't have have to come out and say stuff, whenever they do, I'm always like, Oh, they must like him. Cause if they didn't like him, they just wouldn't say anything. But like, um, so, you know, I'd be happy for Stafford, you know, whereas like I've had enough of Rogers. He, he can, go home for the year. Yeah, I don't have anything against against Stafford and and like Paul said about about the Rams, Justin and I have been all over LA. Both of us had him in the NFC Championship game. Justin, you had him in the Super Bowl. This was back in when did we do this Justin? July. Yeah, in July. So we're back in July. So, you know, we Tampa Bay and LA, we both had an NFC Championship game. And uh, we both had Kansas City in the AFC. So we need the, the Chiefs to overcome the Steelers. Now, we whiffed on the uh, opponent in the AFC Championship game preseason. Um, but uh, otherwise, our Super Bowl matchups are still intact, um, for better or worse, yeah. you know. Um, also, again, to just go back to that drama issue, like, look at the Browns. They chose Baker Mayfield over Odell. And. Odell's still playing. And I know it's not that simple. I know it's not as simple as like, do we reset with a, you know, a quarterback, but 
man, there's like the plays Odell made down the stretch for the Rams and the plays Baker did not make down the stretch for the Browns. Like, yeah. It's tough. It's tough. So Paul here to wrap it up. I mean, you kind of already touched on a little bit, but you, so are you all in on the Rams then against the Cardinals tomorrow night? Yeah. I I like the Rams. Like I said, I, I I think there are questions about Stafford, but I didn't like what I saw from the Cardinals at all. I mean, they they look great the first half of the season. And uh, I just think that the Rams are better overall team. I've just seen, Murray just thrown off his back foot and scrambling like crazy lately. And now you look at the D line, Aaron Donald and company there. I, I mean, that, that could be trouble. So yeah, I do like the Rams. And by the way, on third and 20, <sighs> Mahomes hit Kelsey for a 48 yard touchdown. Oh my so, gosh. Well, with, with yeah. like with 20 seconds left in, in the half. Like, yep. Oh, well, so Paul, then assuming the Rams win tomorrow night, what would you expect to see in the NFC Championship game? Who are you taking? Packers, 49ers, and Rams, Buccaneers. Who are the two, um, you know, before the lines are even out, what can you give us? What are your expectations for those two matchups, and who should we see in the NFC Championship game? I'm going to say Rams, um, and I. it's a little bit scary because they're only favored by three and a half against Arizona. It's not like they're a touchdown favored here. But I, I like the Rams. I mean, I'm I'm a little... Uh, concerned about that Bucks O line. I mean, they, you know, they were losing guys left and right. Um, and, they, you know, they're already without Godwin. Maybe Fournette's back next week, but it's going to be a major step up, whoever they play compared to playing the, the Eagles. And so the Eagles I have four sacks. Like, yeah, I think they had five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who, who were like bottom of the league in sacks. Yeah. Like, I mean, they actually made Kerrigan look like he was a good player today. Right. He, he had like going into like two weeks ago, he had like three tackles. Yeah. I think that he, like he had played like 300 some snaps and had three tackles. Like that's hard to do. Yeah. That's hard to do. as a defensive, yeah. like when you're in that front seven, like you're just around enough to get a few half tackles. Those like, are my stats from high school. So <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't have that pick. He doesn't have that interception. That's right. So, um, how about you? I mean, you you talked about Packers 49ers a little bit, Paul. Um, but why don't you go out on a limb and give us a pick? What do you think happens? Do you think San Francisco rolls in there, beat up to Lambeau and beats Green Bay, or you think Rodgers uh, takes him to that championship game? Yeah, I mean, it's I really want to pick the Niners. I mean, with with the and I just saw now it's it's down to five. It already moved down a little bit, which I'm not surprised. Uh, I just I don't know. I I. Rodgers and Devontae Adams, you know, about as good as it gets, you know, quarterback to to wide receiver. I mean, you know, we grew up with Montana and Rice. That was a pretty good combination, too. But I could say, I, I don't know if I could, I would pick the Niners outright, but us with, with five or whatever it is, I would definitely consider the Niners it. and then I, I'm going to take the Rams to get to the Super Bowl which okay. like I said it's it's risky just because they could lose tomorrow night but I I just like both sides of the ball I, I like the talent that that the Rams have okay and last thing AFC most likely Bills at Chiefs and then Bengals at Titans what do you make of those two matchups uh, well I'll 
I, I haven't even seen uh, a line yet, but I, I'll pick the Bengals outright to beat Tennessee. And uh, I and by the way, that that franchise is set up nicely. All, their skill guys are all twenty five years old and younger, and they have their quarterback. I mean, Burrow is going to be the guy. You know, he's got a, a lot of moxie, um, nothing seems to phase him either. But there are other skill guys. I mean, Chase. Mix. I mean, they have they have young players there, so the future's bright. KC Buffalo to me that those that's your AFC Championship game to me um, because it's in Arrowhead. I I will take KC, but I I I don't feel good about it. And depending how many points the Bills are getting, you know that could be a teaser opportunity to use them and and push it up if they're getting like let's say three to move it up to nine or something like that. All right. Well, if you guys out there, guys and girls listening are into sports betting, uh, make sure you follow on Twitter at Paul Roberts Cuse for all of your, uh, your teasers and, and fishy lines. And uh, you can be lectured <laughs> about uh, sending your kids to kicking camps and all, all great stuff. Uh, and you can also be sure to uh, fall, find all of Paul's local sports content on BurkeSportsReport.com. I'm always excited for those uh, post-game interviews, especially when they feature Bulldogs. And I was waiting for those ones post-game after Coach Coldren's uh, record-setting victory uh, last week. So uh, love, love I didn't get to it right when I posted. I was in bed, so I woke up to your notification. Yeah. And as soon as I uh, was in the car, I pulled that one up to listen to on my way to work. So um, that was a good one. That yeah, was a I, good one. I, so for people who don't know, Matt and I were next door neighbors growing up. So okay. I've um, now I'm much, much, much younger than Matt. Oh, clearly, I absolutely. His hairline. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, you did. You uh, got that dig in there. <laughs> but. Um, because he always likes to take shots about my brother. I was just gonna say, me, which, I was like, which he is, always talks about which your is brother. Accurate, um, but um, so that was a real, real fun interview. And what I try to do is ask people non-sports related questions too. With the the athletes, I like to talk to them about you know maybe favorite movies or music or what they like to do off the field, favorite teachers or classes. Uh, things outside of sports, but the response has been uh, really good. So, um, yeah, I've I've been thrilled for just launching it in uh, August. Um, you know, it's it's going really well. Well, good. I know Justin and I are glad to hear that, and Justin and I are are on the website often, and I've had your. Twitter notifications on now for almost two years. Every tweet you send out, I, I see and take a look at. I don't usually get to interact with all of them, but I always am I'm paying keen attention if the Bulldogs are mentioned in there or if something about the NFL or bat or a baseball breaks. Uh, I'm usually the first to know. My dad is always like, how do you know this stuff? I was like, well, I know who to follow. It's all about uh, those content people out there. You got to know. Uh, I tried to teach him Twitter, obviously. Justin knows that didn't go well, so. Um, but, uh, Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, glad to get you back on the show. Uh, like I said, Justin and I won't have a show next week. It's my daughter's birthday. So we're going to take a week off to hang out with the family and celebrate. Uh, but Justin and I will be back in two weeks to talk about, uh, the NFL playoffs. And Paul, you know, you always have a a standing invitation to join us whenever you're around and interested and want to talk, uh, a talk football. So, uh, you want to join us, you just got to let me know. Sounds good. I appreciate it. And uh, 
Uh, very thankful for uh, all the support from you guys on social media and retweeting sponsors and content and uh, things like that. Reading High, by the way, lost today to Lower Marion in I a showcase game at Westchester, which was a mammoth 6A matchup in the, the state of uh, Pennsylvania. But uh, always you know, appreciate you guys. Uh, promoting my content I, i've said it many times you know when i'm on the bulldog hour that uh wilson fans are really fortunate to have uh, joe and justin and the type of coverage that they provide i mean it's uh it's so in-depth you know in the off season and throughout the whole season the history all the interviews that that you guys get on with the coaches and the players i mean you just don't find people doing that for individual high school teams so uh, the people in you know spring township west lawn sinking spring i hope they appreciate what they get well, yeah we've definitely gained traction and we always appreciate your uh, kind words and support paul we appreciate the promotion you give us and I always love to have you on the show and we're definitely going to have to get you back on the bulldog hour uh this spring because paul when you joined me i believe that was last summer um, when we talked about our top Wilson quarterbacks, man, did that get the feedback and everyone wanted us to do all these positions. So we might have to, we might have to do skill positions next time, maybe a little running back and wide receiver list or something like that. Uh, tight I ends sh- a good position too. Right. That is a huge one. Yeah. So and people People are already always ready to share their opinions on those too. Oh yeah. yeah, when I mean we don't get too much feedback on our pro show, mostly from our family that watches. A few other people, ran, random uh, people out there here and there. But Bulldog Hour, man, people come out of the woodwork when we talk about lists and ranks people, and things like that. Stop me and be like, hey, you need to know this, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I love it though. It's great. It's great. Yeah, I'm it, sure you get that too, Paul. You probably get people like come up to you and like just like. Oh, you should know this. And it's like, ah, thanks. Yeah. So one, one example of that on my website, I have my all time basketball teams for every school in Berks County. And uh, I mean, that talk about sparking a debate. And I'm fortunate that uh, people like Ed Kuhn who have been around the game forever, they helped me out with, you know, uh, you know, some of the schools like Kutztown, for example, had multiple all state players, but well before I was even born. Um, and then you have a, t- a program like Reading High. And I think I did four teams for the Red Knights just because they have so many great players. But, you know, people want to say, oh, he should be in your starting lineup instead of being on your bench. And why why didn't he make your team? So that's a whole tab on on uh, BurkeSportsReport.com, those all-time basketball teams. But that, anytime you do lists or rankings, oh, yeah, yeah, you're – hear from the yeah that uh definitely jumps out you get people talking whenever you try to rank anything uh but that's what makes sports so much fun it's just putting up your different opinions you know uh, there's some objectivity but a lot of it is subjective and it's just you know what era did you grow up in what school did you attend did you play with someone on the list you know there's a whole bunch out there that you may think isn't you know going into your decisions but it is and that's why it's fun to get so many other people's um, list as well. So, like Paul, if we get you on this spring on uh, the Bulldog Hour, our, our spring episode, uh, and we do those lists, uh, I'll be really 
excited to hear what the feedback is. And I'll try to stay on the live comments because we can do this live interactivity with people leaving the comments of how could you not pick this wide receiver or this running back? We probably have to do running backs first. I feel like that would be an interesting discussion. Um, and we maybe we'll have to go beyond five because I feel like uh, we're going to hit five pretty quickly. Um, we might have to extend it to, to 10 and see where we go from there. But Justin missed the quarterback one, so we'll have to uh, do this uh, this trio talking about Wilson's all-time best running backs. That would be a lot of fun. So we'll be in touch about getting you on the Bulldog Hour for the 2022 season uh, for sure because that was uh, so much fun when you were on like three or four episodes in a row or it felt like you were there at, at the beginning as the season got underway. So that was a lot of fun to talk about the Bulldogs. We didn't really have you on when the Bulldogs kind of hit their groove i feel like we only talk negatively about them with you (laughs) because it was always coming on after a loss or a big game that they ended up losing so um yeah i look forward to uh, talking about wilson though again uh with you real soon but i think that about does it for us here on the joe mays and jraf show here uh episode 347 now uh we're gonna say in the books i appreciate everyone tuning in and listening live or after the fact uh throughout the uh, podcatchers out there or on youtube And um, like I said, Justin and I won't be around next week. We will do a show again in two weeks, again, to talk about the NFL playoffs. Um, Happy early birthday to my my daughter, Natalie, turning nine next weekend. And uh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, NFL playoffs have already delivered. There's a game going on right now. There's a game tomorrow. And then we have all next weekend of divisional chaos. Maybe that's what we'll see. Uh, So thank you to Justin and to Paul for hanging out with me talking pro football tonight. And Justin and I will be back again in two weeks. So for those guys, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Joe Mays and JRAF show. We'll see you again real soon. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and JRAF show brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. Woo-hoo! You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time. All right, and we're out. <laughs> all right, guys, happy shoveling. Oh uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. With all the rain, I think we're gonna get. I'm not sure how much shoveling we'll have to do. Yeah, yeah, so, you're right. I think overnight it's gonna be like 40. I think. Yeah, it is. It is. So anything that we're yeah. getting now, I, I said to my daughter before bed, I was like, enjoy looking at it now because you're not gonna get to play in it tomorrow. It's gonna be all slush. <laughs> So I don't think she really liked that, but it was just, uh, hey, I'm a realist. So I'm going to give it to you now. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. So thanks, Paul, for, for joining us. That was a lot of fun to, uh, yeah, to thank you. throw yeah. discussions at you. So Yeah, definitely. Thanks. Appreciate it.
All right. Well, enjoy the rest of the Steelers-Chiefs game, and uh, I guess go Rams tomorrow. I, I don't really care either way. I don't have anything against those teams, so I just want a good football game. Yeah. Just hope it's – I like close games. So. All right. Take care. All right. Yep. See you, Paul. Bye-bye. See ya. All right. I guess I should get out of here too. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for setting up the Zoom. It makes it yeah, no problem. things a lot, a yep. lot easier. And, uh, yeah. So. No all right. Well, I guess I all should right, get to bed. So. Dude, all right. When the Steelers went up seven, when the Steelers went up seven nothing, I was like, "You got to be kidding me." Yeah, I know. I was thinking that too, but I feel like we have seen this from the Chiefs so often before. That no, I agree. I just, dude, you know how I am with the Steelers. Like, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, kind of thing. No, I know, and that was the one thing that uh, was in the back of my head when when TJ Watt did, did that, and they went up. But like we said, like it wasn't going to last. Like they might upset the Chiefs this week, but they're going to get destroyed next week. So I just would right. rather and, them and be see, gone. And that's the thing too. Like the Chiefs have twenty one. Like I, I don't know if it's possible for them to outscore them over the next fifteen minutes. Right. By 15 points over the next 30 minutes. Right. So. All right, man.